Hello and welcome to the Top Tutor Podcast, where we share insider information from the world of elite tutoring to help your students get the best results both academically and in life. I'm your host, Nathaniel Dahlquist, the owner and head tutor at Grove Prep. I've been a tutor since I graduated from Yale in 2015 and focus primarily on standardized test prep and college admissions. Joining me is my co-host, Alexander Friedman. Alex worked as a software engineer and a researcher before founding Brooklyn Math Tutors in 2008. Since then, he has used his experience in math and computer science to hire some of the best STEM tutors in New York City. Hi, Alex. Hello. What are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about what we think is the most important skill for students to learn. And being a math and science person, you will probably be surprised at my answer because I don't think it's math and science. But uh, first, I want to hear what you think, Nathaniel. Not math and science, you say. Are you saying that I don't need to find the area of a triangle very often after I graduate from high school? Oh, I need to do that all the time. But, you know, there's other things. I mean, maybe if you're an architect. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... I come down fully on the side of humanities and communication style uh, is are some of the most important things students can learn. What do you think? I, I agree. I think it's writing. Ding, ding, ding. Writing it is. I, I actually completely agree. I think writing is absolutely the most important skill that students can take from high school. It's one of the most difficult to develop because, in my opinion, it really requires an excellent teacher. And it, it's really hard to learn how to write well if you don't have a teacher who can not only explain to you the rules of grammar and syntax and, you know, word choice and like how to use rhetorical devices, but can help you figure out what, what's that qualitative thing that makes that separates like good writing from kind of meh writing. So and, and so, Alex, why do you think that's the case? You're you're a STEM guy and, and you don't think that math and science is the most important thing kids can learn in high school? Yeah. So I learned a lot of math and science and I was quite good at it. And what I found uh, in the working world is that if you're really good at math and science, but you don't know how to write, that you will forever be at the mercy of people who do know how to write. Uh, because the world does not work on individual skills. It's not just individual people doing their thing. It's it, The world works on communication, cooperation, and the people who can write are the ones that organize all of it. So you may be a high school programmer, but if you don't know how to write well, that means you don't know how to express your ideas. That means you don't know how to persuade people. And very likely, and this is you know maybe a bit of a personal, <laughs> personal thing, if you don't know how to write well, you're going to piss people off. People are not going to like you because so much communication happens in writing. We send text messages, we send emails. Uh, I, I guess we send voice messages too, but so much of it is in writing. So much of it is in emails. It's it's so easy to misinterpret it. It's so easy to like make a bad impression, to be unclear, to cause drama. And so you can be the best programmer, you can be the best engineer, and, but unless you're like Elon Musk and you're just completely indispensable, the person who is a good programmer or a good engineer and has at least decent writing skill, which means decent communication skill, will always do better. They'll do better in their career. They'll do better uh, in their work relationships. And honestly, this, this is maybe a bit off topic, probably also better in their personal relationships. Because what, what I realized is that writing, to write well, you have to think clearly and be able to speak clearly. I, I don't think I've ever seen a person who can speak clearly, but can't write clearly. What about you? Wait, say that again. So a person who you've never seen a person who can speak clearly, but can't write clearly? Yes. Fascinating. That's probably true. I don't know. I've known some pretty good speakers there. There, there are some, uh, in my opinion, writing is an art form. 
And it is an art form because it it requires skill and it also requires like taste and like ability. So and 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 some people have a knack for it. Some people are really good at turning their thoughts into words on paper. And some people really struggle with that. And it is okay. Bless all of my students. You know, when my when my college essay students come to me, a lot of times their their essay is a, a great kernel of an idea, but basically everything that makes it good is like still missing. <laughs> I'm like, so can you say more about this? Like, what does this mean? Like what like explain to me well not explain show me don't tell me like why this is important so wait so are you saying that we should we should have all high schoolers take like an email writing class is that the most important thing about writing or what do you what do you think are the most Im- important skills that go into writing and what makes it good that's a good question i guess we're talking about two different but not really that different skills you're talking about writing like uh, persuasive essays and i'm talking about just persuasive writing in general uh when you write an email, you kind of need many, although perhaps not all of the same features uh, as a good essay. It doesn't have to be particularly beautiful. It doesn't have to have the best word choice, but it still has to express your ideas clearly. It has to be persuasive. It has to be, I think, understanding of your reader and how to communicate well with them. And yeah, I, I, perhaps we should make all of our high schoolers take an email writing class. And having done this like later on, I wish I had spent way more time and someone has showed me how to write clearly because these days I can write, but it's hard for me. And then when I meet people such as yourself who write so well without seemingly any effort, I realize it's not that, you know, there's some uh, brilliance that you have that other people don't have. It's that you have a talent and it's something you've nurtured for a long time. And if you only realize when you're 30, like, oh, I shouldn't be a terrible writer, like I should, I should be able to communicate with people about what I think. It's hard, and the skill isn't ingrained, as ingrained. I even think about people, like you know, famous people, like people who found open source, like they get themselves in trouble due to mean, like unpersuasive writing. Like people hear all sorts of terrible stories about, like Richard Stallman, those those guys. They said something mean. You know, it, it takes a while to go from, okay, I just said this thing to like saying things honestly and kindly and persuasively and firmly and perhaps as yet another level to like writing a beautiful essay but most people aren't even at that first level i know i wasn't for a long time well i think i think this is actually really important and the reason i bring it up that you know many uh, most high schoolers have some training in persuasive writing it's just in five paragraph essay format which is which you will actually never use unless you go into academia. <laughs> so you know when when your boss you know needs something from you, you're not going to write them a five paragraph essay. At least I hope not. Honestly, that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen, um, because you're probably writing something not very nice <laughs> if you're using five paragraphs on your boss, unless you're trying to explain something that you're doing. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'd like to talk a little bit about the way that I teach writing and the way that I have come to value it because I think I think that this story is really revealing as I've kind of been thinking about it, which is I I had I've always loved to read and I think that a lot of really good writers love to read. I think that's a those are pretty uh, correlated most of the time. Um, I had an English teacher in high school, my freshman year of high school, and she like beat me up. She beat my writing up. She she really challenged me. She made me not use forms of the verb to be. She had strict 
word limits so I couldn't go over I couldn't be effusive she took away words like very and just and things words that don't actually mean anything she took uh, a bunch of hyperbole away from me so you can't say this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen you have to say this is a very beautiful well you can't say very either so the see there you go this is a beautiful thing that I've seen it was very difficult it still is as you can tell uh, actually it's, it's it's mostly habit by now but I I really took that to heart over the course of high school and then when I enrolled at Yale the very first class that I took was a writing class I knew it was really important and that it would serve me in every class to take an English like writing class, even if it's not about, you know, like it, it wasn't specific to any subject. We wrote about a lot of different things, but I was like, I think taking a writing course from someone at this university is going to be good for me no matter what happens. I wound up taking several courses from her. I'll to add one thing. This isn't uh, a college admissions podcast, at least this episode isn't per se, but there's one thing I've noticed about every single person I've talked to that went to an Ivy League school, that every single one of them can speak clearly and write clearly and persuasively. Like I've never met a single Yale grad that could not write and could not speak convincingly and clearly. You know what's hilarious? I I'm I'm also an actor, and I was in a play once with uh, uh, a director who said, "God, you know what all of you Yaleys have in common? You're all you all articulate really well." <laughs> which I thought was so funny because we were graded on it by these like these like old Yale professors who were like stewards of the theater. They were like, articulation is very important. You must be understood. That is the first thing that must be that must happen when you're trying to communicate. Um, and so so I took these writing classes from this absolutely wonderful woman, Margaret Spillane, who's a writer for the uh, the Atlantic and a couple of other like the New York uh, New York magazines and other things. She's so incredible. And she helped me realize that now that I had mastered the rules, it was time to break the rules as I saw fit in order to communicate what I needed to communicate. And the primary rule that I broke was speaking very formally. <laughs> That was one of the things that really that was really challenging for me that changed my life is when I realized I could be articulate and concise without being formal. And that has served me very well indeed because when when you can be informal and and really relate to people and and speak to them, you know, whether it's on the phone, whether it's in an email, whether it's, you know, uh, getting dinner with a friend or whatever, that ability to communicate and sort of meet the other person where they're at and not alienate them with formality uh, is really valuable. And that's where that's where some of my very smartest friends sort of, uh, some plans of theirs went awry because they just couldn't. It's what you're talking about with the programmers, right? They just like, they had amazing ideas. Some of the best ideas I've ever heard. They just couldn't communicate them clearly. So they never got out there. Those ideas weren't able to be shared because there was no vessel for them to move from the brain that hatched them to the next brain. And, and so that's, it's really, really valuable. And with the high school kids that I teach and the middle school kids also, because I work on this with them too. A lot of them sort of don't understand the value of it because it just seems like extra work to them. And they're also doing it for a grade. They're not doing it for, to, they're not doing it to get a raise. They're not doing it to like, you know, appeal to the IRS or something. 
you know they're not the the stakes are relatively low it's just a it's just a grade in the class and there will be lots of essays throughout the year or whatever but that getting all of that practice is really important and i in my opinion if you've got a really great teacher who can help you like learn to write concisely get your point across that is absolutely one of the most valuable things you can learn in school. I remember my education, and I don't remember any teachers ever explaining the reason why we should write at all or write well. So if you're a parent and you have you have some kids and perhaps they're, they're science focused or into math or into engineering, whatever it is, rock climbing, uh, and they don't really see the importance of writing. Do you have any suggestions for how you might persuade them and show them that it is something very valuable to focus on? Absolutely. I, I, that's a great question. I love doing this with my math and science students. I, I have them write what I call recipes. They're not really recipes, but what they, what they are is I, I ask them to explain in detail something that they're passionate about and help me understand it. And bonus points if it's not something I already know. <laughs> So I had a, I had a student once who was doing his college essays on robotics, and I honestly don't know that much about electrical engineering or robotics. I didn't know the words. I didn't know the vocabulary, the jargon. I didn't know the art form of it. And so I said, okay, here's the deal, bro. You have to help me understand this. Bring, transform me. Bring me over to your side. Turn me into another dude who is making robots and thinks that they're the best thing since sliced bread. And he loved that challenge. And we, you know, there were a couple things we had to work on. Like in a college essay, you don't necessarily have to define any, like all the words that you use if you're using something specific. Like you, you, they can look them up if they need to, but it made his writing so much more clear because he wasn't, he was speaking to some, he was trying to persuade somebody rather than just sort of like throwing something out there about robots. If that makes sense, it was he he got into the persuasion of it. He wanted to convince someone and that in in actor land, that's what you always try and do in a scene is you're trying to you're trying to convince somebody. You're, it's an active verb. If you're doing an action, if you've got an active verb. It's much easier to be engaged and to know when your goal is complete because the other person will say, I understand. I think that will give people at least a good idea of why uh, us math and science people should learn writing. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, actually, so I I will never forget, uh, I took a, when I was a junior at Yale, I took freshman biology and got my butt kicked by everybody in there because they were all like the pre-med freshmen who were going to go on to like cure cancer and stuff. Like these people were all going to be doctors and I was like a junior being like, I'm so out of my depth right here. But one of the things that was really frustrating to me about that class is I went to read the scientific literature and read the assignments and read, uh, you know, analyses of various experiments or read things that had been written by scientists. And it was completely unintelligible to me. It was so jargony. It was it was so concatenated, which means just like needlessly long. It was just awful. It was illegible, and it was so it was just so convoluted. And I was like, "You guys, like uh, this concept is really cool. Like, why why these are like you know professional scientists? Where I'm like, you guys, this is such a cool idea. Why can't you just speak plainly and help me understand it? And I really believe that in order to make you know, large scale change that's not just in academia or in the lab or whatever, scientists and mathematicians need to be able to communicate clearly with everybody so that people can get excited about what they're working on and understand like the cool new invention or the new formula or the the 
new scientific research. And one of the places I think we've seen this is some of the some of the current pop psychologists like Malcolm Gladwell with The Tipping Point and his other books with people like Brene Brown and her research, people like uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, like these folks who are really amazing communicators and make scientific findings. I I love Brene Brown for this. She's such an amazing researcher and and has a scientific brain and is so organized, but she's charismatic and really good at explaining what she's found. And and that makes my my heart just flies to her and wants to understand what she's saying and get involved because I like listening to her. I like hearing what she has to say. I like reading her work. It's easy to understand and it makes sense to me. And I think that's a real strength of hers. And I think that math and science folks, everyone really can aspire to that level of clarity and just really gorgeous communication. The other thing that I kind of wanted to mention in here is even, even with students who are good at English, who like, that's a great subject for them. It can be difficult to motivate them to continually improve because I've had a lot of students who are like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that I memorized all the SAT vocab words. I get A's on my essays in class. I get nineties. What's there to improve upon? And my one of my favorite things to do is go into their writing and do some before and afters. So, for example, I'll take I'll take their paragraph. I'm like, okay, this is a great paragraph. You got an A on this essay. You have the seal of approval. Like, we know this is good. Now, let's talk about some things. And I'll rearrange some sentences. I'll take out forms of to be. I'll take out words that aren't actually adding to the sentence. Words like super or excellent or terrible. You know, those, those words feel powerful, but they don't actually do anything. They, they're, they're, we can always find a more muscular word, as my professors like to say, than those words. And then we read the before and after, and I say, do you see how much this concision has helped this writing, this little paragraph? Do you see how much clearer what you would like to say is now because there are fewer words and the words you chose are all on purpose? <laughs> and I, I've had I've had great success with that. And I it's actually one of my favorite things to teach because of the light bulbs that go off and they, they see it. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that like, I always thought I had to write a lot to be good. I have to write clearly to be good. Or rather, not to be good, because I don't like that judgment of it, but like, to, to be understood. To, to make my point in an artistic, educated, and clear way. It's really fun to watch. I love it. So what you're talking about really is like, helping people see that actually writing well is also a satisfying task in and of itself. That would create a good sense and a good paragraph and it's effective. It's like, oh yeah, this also feels pretty, pretty fun to do. It's not only math and science that can be fun and constructive. Absolutely. And the, it's uh, for, for these high flyers as well, like it, sometimes they have to see the next level of writing in order to like, like see the ladder that's there to climb. Sometimes they're like, I don't like, how am I supposed to get any better? Like I get A's, like, I know this essay is good. Like what's the next step and challenging, challenging them on that is really important because the, that communication skill can always get better. There's always work to be done, which can be exhausting, but is also really valuable because it means you'll never get bored. <laughs> 
Well, thank you everyone so much for joining us. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, we would love to hear them. There is an email address in the show notes. If there's anything else you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, please send those ideas to us as well as we want to provide information that you'll find useful. That's our main goal. That's really what we want to do. Also, if you think this information is useful and you gain something from it, we would love it so much. It would mean so much to us if you would leave us a review uh, wherever you get your podcast. That would be so wonderful. And thank you for that. Thank you all so much and we'll see you next time.